It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. This is West Virginia Outdoors with Chris Lawrence. Uh, it tracks real super well, but um, not with a 60-pound carp tied to the side. It was a pretty good workout getting it back to the dock. Went in behind a little birch tree's head. I reached down and got the bow positioned and found its horns and dropped down and shot it in the neck. Get ready. Get ready. There you go. Nice shot. Nice shot. West Virginia's only outdoor radio show. Proudly presented by the Hatfield-McCoy Trails. With over 600 miles of ATV trails located in the rich mountains of southern West Virginia. And now, here's West Virginia's voice of the outdoors, Chris Lawrence. Morning, y'all, and happy 4th of July to you. Welcome into another edition of Hunting and Fishing on the Radio. An hour's worth of talking about, now the... Activities we love the most, hunting and fishing in West Virginia. As I mentioned, today is the 4th of July. It's not very often we get the uh, the 4th on a Saturday. My favorite holiday of the year. Even better than Christmas. Love the 4th of July. And I'll be, uh, I'll be at the farm this weekend because the fam gathers at the farm, and that's what we do on the 4th of July is we, we, grill, we grill things and blow things up. That will be the order of the day. Rain or shine, we will be blowing stuff up, and there will be the flesh of cattle over an open pit fire. That's just the way we celebrate America in my family, and I look forward to that. And it's always even better when you do it on a Saturday. So uh, so that's what I got going on. So therefore, I pre-recorded this weekend's show because I wanted to get uh, get back down to the old home place. What I did was, though, a couple of news items came across. First of all, it is a holiday weekend, so a lot of people are going to be out boating, and the Natural Resources Police naturally are going to have a larger presence on the water as well. They're going to be out uh, enforcing what uh, what is called Operation Dry Water. It's a special detail to look for boating uh, under the influence. So Lieutenant Colonel Dave Trader will join us in a moment and talk a little more about what they're uh, going to they've got going on there. Also this week, a piece of news came across my desk as the uh, the uh, 
Natural Resources police officers down in the uh, coal fields busted three guys from Kentucky who have been routinely crossing the Tug Fork into Mingo County and shooting deer illegally with rifles. Yeah, they got them. They busted them, and this week that case was adjudicated. Captain Terry Ballard will tell us more about that. It'll make your blood boil. I'll just warn you ahead of time. And then a couple of best ofs that I decided to throw in as well. A couple of weeks ago, or actually a couple of months ago, I had these two young men on, Aiden and Isaiah Crockett. Remember them, those boys from Gasaway, little brothers who were just tearing it up, bass fishing with their dad, Johnny Crockett. They were all they all joined us right before they went out for a tournament. Well, I'm going to replay that interview because it was pretty cool. So, uh, and, and also, I've got their picture up on the Outdoors page today as well. And then we'll close it out with an interview I did a few years back in South Carolina with Captain Jimmy Hare. It's all still ahead. Stay with us. In West Virginia, wildlife is for everyone, and the West Virginia DNR works to keep it that way. Every year, West Virginia's Division of Natural Resources manages thousands of acres of public land and water, ensuring the future of our great natural resources in the mountain state. Our state is a haven for all species of wildlife, game and non-game, and draws thousands each year to enjoy our rich outdoor heritage. When you buy a hunting or fishing license or take a stroll in our forest to view wildlife, you're enjoying what the DNR has made possible. The West Virginia DNR, working to ensure wildlife is for everyone. Take it one day trip at a time in Pocahontas County, West Virginia, home to 375 miles of mountain biking trails, hundreds of miles of hiking trails, eight rivers for fishing and kayaking, and unlimited scenic mountain beauty. Nature's Mountain Playground is your destination to get the most out of social distancing. Take a drive along the Highland Scenic Highway and Watoga State Park where our state flower, the rhododendrons, and scenic views are unmatched. Adventure awaits. Visit naturesmountainplayground.com. You're listening to Ram Trucks West Virginia Outdoors on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Eating, working, living pain-free. These are a few of the things many of us take for granted. Yet for many United States military veterans, finding and affording oral health care is a challenge. Dental Lifeline Network is looking for dentists who can change this. Will you volunteer to help people like Richard, a U.S. Naval veteran who suffered severe PTSD after his service? He was left homeless for a period of time and his oral and overall health are suffering. Because of congressional limitations, the VA can't provide the dental help he needs. Through our Will You See One Vet program, we focus on helping U.S. military veterans like Richard. Now we are seeking more general dentists and specialists to donate treatment to at least one veteran with special needs. When you volunteer with DLN's program to see one vet, we handle the details so you can focus on the care. If you are a dentist or know a dentist, please share this message and help us make a difference in the life of a veteran in need. Visit WillYouSeeOneVet.org to learn more. That's WillYouSeeOneVet.org. 180 over 111 and I had a stroke. When I woke up, I couldn't speak or walk. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 182 over 100, and I had a heart attack and a cardiac arrest, and then a stroke. Everything changed. It felt like my life was over. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from invisible or silent. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. If I would have followed a treatment plan, I would not be in this situation. 180 over 110, and I had a stroke. And I'm 33, so I never see this coming. If you've come off your treatment plan, get back on it. Or talk with your doctor to create an exercise, diet, and medication plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. 
I had this toe. Everything's changed. It is toe. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Aussie Oak Swamp Bottom Dew Drop Falling. Tom answering a hoot house call. And we're back on West Virginia Outdoors. It is a 4th of July. 4th of falling on a Saturday this year. So hopefully you're getting an opportunity to get out there and celebrate somewhere on the water and uh, and enjoy the freedoms that we all have in this country. But if you are out there on the water, you need to celebrate responsibly. The uh, Natural Resources Police are going to be out there patrolling, as you would imagine, and with a close eye out for lots of safety issues, but also for boating under the influence. And that is what's called Operation Dry Water, a special detail just to look for boating under the influence. Lieutenant Colonel Dave Trader of the Natural Resources Police joins us on the telephone this morning. How are you, man? Hey, just fine. Good morning. It's been a while since I've had you on. You used to come on a lot, but then you started to crash my ratings, and I didn't let you on anymore. So. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tell me tell me about Operation Dry Water. Obviously, this is an effort to get people to uh, to boat responsibly. Yes, it's a national-wide campaign. It's going to be from July 3rd to the 5th, and we're, we're participating um, w- with other law enforcement agencies across the nation uh, for this heightened awareness patrol. And um, we're just going to be looking for people that are boating under the influence uh, you know, out on the water. So, what are the telltale signs that somebody is running a boat that's had too much to to drink? That's probably obvious, but I mean, what what exactly are you all looking for? Well, unfortunately, sometimes it's just the absolute. Uh, you know, the the a part of the investigation after the wreck. Um, you know, you oh can, my, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, alcohol is a leading. Um, contributing factor in, in recreational boating deaths and, and a major cause in accidents uh, nationwide. So unfortunately, a lot of times we find that out after the, you know, after the fact and result. But, but on the other side of it, um, usually, you know, when we're out, we'll, we'll observe some sort of violation of the law, and then that'll bring us in a little bit closer to the boat. And then as we're, as we're uh, talking to the individual and interacting with the, the person, the operator of the boat, then, um, you know, we, we start picking up on uh, those um, uh, indicators that, that might make us dwell a little bit deeper into that uh, uh, situation. You know, it's it, when you're talking about somebody who's driving a car under the influence, if you get behind them, it's pretty easy to see that they've had too much to drink. You know, if they're if they're weaving all over the road and so forth, and they're you know, or they're going extremely slow or extremely fast and are are not in control. A lot of times, particularly with a not with a bass boat, but with a with a pleasure boat, I mean. Operating it somewhat erratically is kind of the way you want to do it if you want to have a good time. So that's not always the best way, I guess, to tell, is it? No, but again, you know, um, it could be something as simple as as maybe somebody uh, operating after dark with their lights not on. They maybe you know they neglected to turn those on. To to maybe it, it's somebody that was driving um, uh, recklessly through a congested area. So any of those in between, you know, could could uh, maybe catch the eye of the officer that that uh, is out there on patrol. How many uh, how, how many boats do you all have in your patrol fleet in West Virginia? Did, or, or am I stumping the panel on that one? Well, yeah, yeah, that one's pretty difficult. Uh, I, I don't have the exact number off the top. I can tell you that 
Um, you know, in the, in the different districts, uh, we might be uh, responsible for um, uh, any given time, three to four different patrols in the district going on at, at any given time. Uh, uh, on an average, you know, and when when you look at it, I mean, I would think that today Summersville Lake is going to be, you know, just you know, packed with people. I would think that the Canal River, the Ohio River, play, and, and you know, and some of the other major waterways are going to be pretty much tricked out. And I guess you try to have people where you're going to have people, right? Yeah, I mean, we you know, we usually uh, for safety reasons have a minimum of two people on a patrol. Um, and, and again, you know, if you're in the district, uh, you've got maybe 20 guys that, that, that you have, you know, available as a resource and, and you may have three or four different areas that, uh, you know, that, that you're responsible to provide a patrol for. So you're, you know, it starts eating up your men pretty quickly. You know, yeah. so we don't, we don't, we're not, you know, we don't have a great number of, you know, overall, we only have about, a, you know, we're fully staffed about 126 guys. And some of those are, are detailed to the Hatfield McCoy Trail. So, so again, um, you know, uh, you know, when you take, you know, as a, as a supervisor, you're looking at, you know, where do we want to try to hit, try to hit some of the busier times, uh, some of the busier places uh, to, to make the most use of our, our manpower and equipment. I know a few years back you all did an upgrade of the of the fleet of patrol boats you have. Uh, how often do you get new ones into that, and how often do you rotate the old ones out? Well, you know, we've got we've still got some of uh, some of the boats that, that are probably twenty years old. So you never get rid of them, is that what you're telling me? Well, <laughs> yeah, now, the ones that are about twenty years old, we you know we retrofitted with some new uh, engines and and redid some of the lights and stuff, or repainted them. Uh, but then at the same time, we added um, since then probably a couple different variations of some boats, mm-hmm. uh, some some large, some smaller. Uh, to, to our fleet, but you know, we we look at that every year. We try to see which ones are are you know are, are starting to need a little bit more repair and care, and 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 maybe look at trying to replace those. But if the boats are still um, you know operating fine and 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 still uh, uh, serviceable, then you know we try to be fiscally responsible and and uh, not you know not 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 spend money needlessly. It's uh, we're talking about Operation Dry Water. Lieutenant Colonel Dave Trader is our is our guest with the Natural Resources Police. When it comes to drinking on the water, that I mean, having a good time on the lake or on the river, I mean, it typically involves a cooler full of beer. I mean, it it just does. And as long as you know the one who is operating the the craft is not one of those who's drinking. That's not a problem, is it? I mean, it's not against the law if you're of age to to have a drink on a boat, is it? Uh, typically, no. Um, but you know, there are some city limits that that extend out into the water, so there may be ah. some areas where the uh, you know you might be in violation, maybe of a city ordinance with an open container or, or something along that lines. So, so you never. I mean, it's something as a boater you want to be you know kind of you know, look at, at the area that you're operating in and, and, and the laws that may be in effect. And, uh, you know, generally speaking from a statewide standpoint, yeah, I mean, what you're saying is true. We, you know, we're concentrating on the operator. But I will tell you this, if, if I'm an operator of a vessel and I have people on my boat that are intoxicated, um, you know, I'm going to be liable for, 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 
for what they're doing. If they fall on that boat and get injured, you may very well be civilly responsible. So yeah. I, I don't encourage I don't encourage having intoxicated people on the, on a vessel simply because they you know they they may be hard to control or deal with, and you know you're going to be the one that's responsible for for the actions that occur on the vessel while you're operating it. Well, there you go. You're in charge. If you're the captain, you're the captain. Exactly. Be, be so, the I mean, captain. Yeah, exactly. So, so I mean, you know, again, you know, you know, I think it's it's a, it's a matter of being responsible. You know, we talk about alcohol, but we need to be mindful that that drugs and illegal drugs as well um, are, are prohibited while you're operating these these uh, vessels on the waters of this state. Um, and and again, uh, you, you know, this is a concentrated effort, but we, you know, every time we're out on patrol, we're looking for the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just recently, in one of our districts, the last couple weekends, each, you know, they probably made two to four arrests for for voting under the influence. So, so again, these guys are out there doing it all the time. They're 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 trained. Um, you know, we we put an importance, uh, you know, as an agency on making sure that the waters are safe for everybody. Uh, we don't want anybody out there hurt, and, and again, the, you know, um, you know, we're all we're all in it together. We we'll make sure that it, uh, you know that safety is a you know, priority. One other thing that I wanted to, to ask you before I let you go, and and you jogged my memory when you said, you know, if somebody on your boat gets hurt, you're responsible. Uh, I I always see uh, there there's a no wake sign which is like actually put there and it's a professionally done sign and then there's the guy who has his own dock and he throws you know he paints a hand paints a sign and puts it up and says no wake is that an actual no wake zone first of all and if it isn't even if you go flying through there you're still responsible for what your wake does aren't you yeah yes irrespective you're always responsible for your wake. Um, the, the no wake zones have to be established by the director. I think it's in uh, the Code of State Rules 5826. Um, uh, those areas that are established as um, uh, no wake zones. Um, it might be 28. <laughs> I'm getting my CSRs. Uh, I don't have them here in front of me. But but anyhow, the director does have the uh, established wake zones. Um, uh, you know that that are approved. Other than that, you know if there are signs and stuff up. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're legally posted. No, but uh, you would be wise to, you know, not make waves. <laughs> well, Pardon well, again, the pun, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, if, yeah, if you if you tear up their dock or you you cause right. somebody to get hurt or whatever, yes, you as you you could be civilly responsible as well for that. Good deal, Lieutenant Colonel Dave Trader of the West Virginia Natural Resources Police. Yeah. It's Operation Dry Water. You have yourself a safe and happy Fourth of July, man. Appreciate it. You too. Also, tell them to remember to wear their life jackets. That's right. And especially if you got a kid, they've got to have one on as well. Absolutely. Safety, safety, safety. All right. We'll see you, buddy. Thank you. There he is, Lieutenant Colonel Dave Trader, Natural Resources Police. we got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. I feel like I was born to be an engineer, to build things. My earliest memories are creating all sorts of bridges and buildings with my Legos. And that carried on through school and science projects, through community service, and then my engineering degree. I worked hard for it. And I want to keep working hard to grow my expertise and become the engineer and leader I know I can be. That's why I'm working for CEC, Civil and Environmental Consultants. With their DMML career path, I'm learning how to direct serious projects with mentors who are the top in their fields. The personal guidance and opportunity blows me away. And it's making my dreams come true. More than a job. Career development to help you become the leader you want to be. And sharing company success through profit sharing, bonuses, and advancement. Join CEC to build West Virginia's future and yours. Find your path today at wearecec.com. 
CEC. Big firm capabilities, small firm culture. You're listening to Ram Trucks West Virginia Outdoors on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear, filling in for Smokey on his birthday. Because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Just look at the news. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. And I'm not just talking about obvious things like campfires or letting your totally sweet nephew, Francis, play with matches. I'm talking about dumping your used barbecue coals willy-nilly or parking your car on tall, dry grass. That can lead to poof. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. But listen, being a South Carolinian, I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous, deciduous, or new car scented. So if you love the outdoors like me, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention, because fire safety is always in season. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Let's talk about America. Not taxes or tweets or the issues that divide us, but how incredible our country is. Left, right, up, down, state lines to winding coastlines. Whether you come home to a crowded city street, tree-lined suburb, or sleepy small town, everyone deserves to live in a clean, green, and thriving community. And we all share in the responsibility to create beauty that ripples from one neighborhood to another and one block to the next. We are Keep America Beautiful, the nonprofit working with millions of people just like you to end littering, improve recycling, and beautify our communities. Because every mindful action and sustainable habit has a positive impact, and it all adds up. Learn how you can join Keep America Beautiful at kab.org. Together, we can do beautiful things. We welcome you back to West Virginia Outdoors. Coming up in a few moments, we'll revisit an interview I did a few weeks ago with uh, those young men from Braxton County, the... uh, Brothers Aiden and uh, Isaiah Crockett. You remember, I had them on, and they were uh, they were catching every fish in Sutton Lake and Burnsville, just tearing it up back in the spring. We'll play that interview again because they're cool guys, and their dad's awesome. So we'll hear that interview coming up in a moment here on the 4th of July. We're trying to, trying to revisit some of the best of stuff, but we've also got news going on. And uh, this came across my desk this week, and I was just – well, you'll be as outraged as I was when you hear the story. Captain Terry Ballard with the West Virginia Natural Resources Police joins me from uh, down in Logan County. How are you, Terry? I'm doing fine, sir. Good, to, right. good to have you on this this week. I, I guess I, I, I this, this sticks in my craw when I see people doing this, and and when people hear what we're about to talk about, they will as well. There were, I guess, three individuals from Kentucky who were coming over across the river and shooting West Virginia deer in Mingo County with a rifle. Is that about the long yes. and short of it? Yes, sir. That's, that, that is the long and short of it. Okay. Now that everybody's blood is boiling, kind of break down how this all got started, this investigation. Well, we, yeah. Uh, officers in Mingo County, uh, Officer Miller, uh, Jacob Miller, he, he received the initial complaint on this situation where uh, <clears throat> some folks that live 
along the border with Kentucky and, and Mingo County had noticed these uh, individuals riding four-wheelers across the uh, across one of the railroad bridges that adjoins the two states across the Tug River. Um, and they were carrying rifles and, and going back on one of the old reclaimed strip jobs there nearby. Um, and they would be gone all day and, and come back off the hill with uh, deer at various times, uh, you know, throughout the, the the fall whenever they was up there doing their doing their deeds. Any idea how long this had been going on? Well, after after talking to the folks over there that that uh, were charged, it seems like it's been going on for several years. Um, though we were only able to deal with what the statute of limitations would let us deal with over the for violations in the past year. Um, but um, they told us about times for the last maybe even seven or eight years that they've been doing this on a fairly consistent basis. Oh, you've got uh, six bucks in the picture that you all released with this uh, press release here. Um, mm-hmm. And as you would imagine, they're they're nice-looking bucks. And But then some of them are bucks that you would look at and go, well, you know, anybody else that hunts in Mingo County, in a bow-only county, they would have let that one walk several times. I mean, it, it doesn't seem like they really cared, did they? No, sir, I don't, I don't believe so. I, I think they were just after whatever they, they came across on their, on their four-wheeler rides through the mountains. Um, and, and really one of the sad parts is that uh, it was a dad, and he had been bringing his kids over, so... You know they they had and, and had been doing it for several years since those kids were ten, eleven, twelve years old probably, um, and so that that just that just brings them up to to believe that that's that's the way you do it. Wow. So how many people did you charge, and 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 what were the charges? Well, there were three different people charged um, for various violations, um, ranging from hunting out of season, of course. Uh, none of them had a, a West Virginia hunting license, uh, illegal possession of the animals, hunting from vehicles, uh, loaded guns. Um, and then of course they had replacement fees associated with those, not checking the animals in. Um, so there was really a laundry list of things that we certainly could have charged them for. And we didn't charge them for everything for every deer or, um, we would have had to they, they would have probably still been writing. Um, and so we charged them with the most major violations of what we could prove and what they admitted to, and that's what we, we dealt with. Now, that that was in uh, Mingo County Magistrate Court earlier this week and was uh, was yes. was adjudicated, right? It was adjudicated, and, and I, I, I don't recall the total number of charges, though I, off the top of my head, I'm, I'm thinking it was in the 30s or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, total number of charges, but they ended up uh, pleading to 13 charges uh, out of all the, the charges that we had on them. Is that and, uh, 13 apiece or 13 no, total sir, for the that's, three? That's 13, thir- 13 total, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. So for the three of them, they pleaded guilty to 13 charges each? or No, they, oh, okay. they pled guilty. Uh, I think one guy pled to one charge. Uh, I gotcha. A couple of guys pled to you know, five or six apiece or whatever the, the number was there. But out of the three, they were convicted on 13 charges. Total fines, court costs, and replacement fees, about $6,800 they had to pay, right? Yes, sir. 
Was that was that a piece, or did was that uh, cumulative that all that, three of them owed on? That's cumulative, also. Yeah. yeah. You kind of kind of wish it was a piece, and you wish it was more, but. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we we do, and and uh, uh, but you know sometimes we have to. Uh, um, well, you can only go by the law. <laughs> we we can only go by the law, and 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 we have to go by what the you know the prosecutors in the counties agree to, and. And uh, it's 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 a, a pretty involved process, really, to to get these convictions. And and I, I know some people aren't aren't satisfied with with the outcomes of, of a lot of our cases. But again, we you know we deal with what we can deal with and and uh, take what we can get. Sometimes, Terry, what is the what is the chance now if these guys just come right back over here this coming fall and do it again, and you all arrest them again or charge them again? I mean that that they'll just go right down this same road again. Is there any deterrent in this, or are they or will it be more severe? I would hope it would be more severe, but again, that's that's up to the court system to decide that. We we can just charge them. Uh, with their violations, and then uh, work with the court system from there on out. I understand they also face some charges in Pike County, Kentucky, too, don't they? They do, and I'm not I'm not uh, completely familiar with those charges, uh, but I, I know the officers in Pike County that was working with our officers uh, that day also charged them for uh, various violations of bringing uh, illegally taking game into their state, and and what those charges are, I don't know exactly, but I, I believe they're still pending in court in Pike County. Yeah. My guess so, is, my guess is that they probably didn't think about this, but West Virginia is a CWD state, and Kentucky isn't, and they've got those elk over there, and yeah. they take that pretty seriously, even though the CWD we have is nowhere near this. That still all matters in the eyes of uh, the Kentucky law. It it matters to the sportsman, but uh, yeah. to them, I'm, I'm sure they could care less one way or another well you're right about that so and I, and I figure if they were willing to come over here and violate west virginia laws they probably have a few things they've done in kentucky as well so. <laughs> I, i'm sure they spend a little time over there too well uh congratulations on getting these people and uh and 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 bringing them to justice and and thanks to the people that called and reported it to you because if, if people don't call and tell you you know you you can go out there and patrol all you want but chances are you're not going to know about it until somebody somebody tells you Absolutely. That's that's the big thanks goes to the to the folks that cared enough to call and and we're, we're getting more more and more of that these days than than certainly when I started work and uh, and the officers in Mingo County, uh, Officer Miller, Sergeant Rockle, uh, you know those those guys do a great job for us and and that's what it's all about. We we, we have good officers that care enough to protect the resource and and to act on these complaints as much as they can whenever they get them. Captain, good to talk to you, buddy, and uh, congratulations and good job on this. And tell the officers involved, good job as well. I absolutely will. Thanks, Chris. All right, we'll see you later. There he is, Captain Terry Ballard from uh, the uh, district. I don't know what district that is down there. Southern West Virginia, that's his area. He's based out of Logan. And um, you can read more about that. I'll have uh, have it posted at the outdoors page of WVMetroNews.com. Got to take a break. Be back with more right after this. Take it one day trip at a time in Pocahontas County, West Virginia. Home to 375 miles of mountain biking trails, hundreds of miles of hiking trails, eight rivers for fishing and kayaking, and unlimited scenic mountain beauty. Nature's Mountain Playground is your destination to get the most out of social distancing. Take a drive along the Highland Scenic Highway and Watoga State Park where our state flower, the rhododendrons, and scenic views are unmatched. Adventure awaits. Visit naturesmountainplayground.com. 
In West Virginia, wildlife is for everyone, and the West Virginia DNR works to keep it that way. Every year, West Virginia's Division of Natural Resources manages thousands of acres of public land and water, ensuring the future of our great natural resources in the Mountain State. Our state is a haven for all species of wildlife, game and non-game, and draws thousands each year to enjoy our rich outdoor heritage. When you buy a hunting or fishing license or take a stroll in our forest to view wildlife, you're enjoying what the DNR has made possible. The West Virginia DNR, working to ensure wildlife is for everyone. You're listening to Ram Trucks West Virginia Outdoors on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. New message. Department of the Social Security Administration. The reason of this call is to inform you that your Social Security number has been suspended for suspicion of illegal activity. If you do not contact us immediately, your account will be deactivated. For more information about this case file, press 1 or call immediately our department number. This is a scam. Thieves are misusing the Social Security Administration's authority and phone schemes to trick you into giving them money or personal information. They state there is a problem with your Social Security number or account. They claim there's been suspicious or fraudulent activity and you could be arrested or face other legal action. They even spoof SSA's main customer service telephone number on caller ID. Don't believe them. Don't provide any information. SSA employees will never threaten you for information or promise benefits in exchange for information. In those cases, the call is fraudulent. Just hang up. If you suspect you've been contacted by an SSA scammer, call the Social Security Fraud Hotline at 1-800-269-0271. At Children's Cancer Research Fund, we believe a world without childhood cancer is possible, but it takes all of us. And whether it's developing a groundbreaking treatment or helping a girl realize her dream, Everyone has a role in a child's cancer journey. Just ask researcher Brandon Moriarty about his latest breakthrough, a genetic biomarker treatment. Children's Cancer Research Fund is a great organization. They provide funding to really dig deep into the research and make more progress. We were able to start a clinical trial that's led by Emily Greengard. The hope is that these types of therapies are going to be more effective um, and a lot better tolerated, a lot more safe for the patients. People ask me how I keep a smile on my face. It's easy when you have so many great people that take care of you and support you. To find out how you can be a part of a child's cancer journey and a part of the cure, visit childrenscancer.org, a public service message from Children's Cancer Research Fund. Fourth of July weekend. Glad to have you along with us. Hopefully you're getting an opportunity to do some celebrating with the family this weekend. Uh, that's what I'm doing. So we are bringing you kind of a mix of news as well as best of West Virginia Outdoors this morning. And as a best of, I thought we would take you back to not all that long ago, about a couple of months ago, when I caught up with the Crockett Boys from Braxton County, uh, Aiden and Isaiah, and their dad, uh, Johnny Crockett. They've both been fishing since they was about five, um, and they've been eat up with it since about five. They uh, they took a passion to it since they was probably uh, six, seven years old. Aiden's been into it pretty hard, and then Isaiah just fell right in his footsteps. Yeah, Aiden, let's, let's talk to me a little bit. What uh, what's your favorite place to fish in West Virginia? I see pictures you've caught fish at every lake I know. What's your favorite place to go? Uh, mine's probably Sutton Lake. Sutton Lake? 
All right. What do you? How how many days uh, have you fished there this year? Would you say? Uh, I would say forty-five. Forty-five days. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, Isaiah. Have you been out there all forty-five days as well? Yeah. That's cool. Now you guys fish. You you brothers fish as a team a lot of times in in some of these youth tournaments, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who's uh, who makes the decision on where you're going to fish? Isaiah, is it you, or is your, is your big brother decide that, or do you all put your heads together? Uh, I uh, usually pick the spots and stuff. Isaiah, you okay with that? Yeah. <laughs> John, Johnny, talk a little bit about how they how they have really flourished in this. I mean. It, obviously, they know what they're doing. How much direction do you give them these days? Very little now. Uh, I got to help Isaiah more than Aiden, uh, but Aiden's pretty much on his own. He's actually fishing with a few of my buddies in tournaments, um, just them two. And then uh, Isaiah, he takes he, he needs a little bit of help from time to time, but uh, for the most part, they're they're pretty much on their own. They uh, they got it together. What's uh, Aiden? We'll start with you. What's your favorite uh, way to fish? Do you like to when when it comes to technique? What do you like to do best? Uh, I like to throw finesse baits. Throw finesse baits. Any any one in particular your favorite? Jigging. Jigging. <laughs> yeah. Ah, I got gotcha. you. Not bad. What about you, Isaiah? Do you like to finesse it, or are you a, a throw and crank kind of guy? <laughs> now i was i was looking at your all's facebook page the other day isaiah did you just catch your personal best largemouth yeah how big was that thing uh four pounds four pounds and you caught it where at burnsville sutton sutton i got you how did you catch him tell me a little bit about you about that catch wait i caught it on a lake bait on a what a lake bait. A lake bait? It's a wake bait. Okay. I'm not familiar with that, but we'll go with it. <laughs> did he did he come right out and slam it or did you have to make him bite it? Up out of a treetop. Caught him out of a treetop. That's the place to look for him, for sure. And he was four pounds. Uh-huh. Aiden, what's your best bass? One in Florida, it was seven and a half pounds. But my biggest in West Virginia is a 5'11 smallmouth. A 5'11 smallmouth. Yeah. Tell me about that I catch. Well, I was uh, Sutton Lake. She got him out of Sutton Lake too. Yeah. Is that where you all fish most? Is it Sutton? Oh uh, yes. Now, Johnny, where else do you all go? I know with tournaments you probably go all over the state, but but you all stay right there at home since that is that kind of is the home lake, isn't it? Yeah, that's uh, that's the lake that we uh, fish most of the time. But we travel, you know, all over Stonewall, Burnsville. Uh, Summersville, Sutton, Tigert, uh, Mon River, Canal River, Ohio River. Yeah. All the standard places. Yep. 
Yeah. All the standard standard holes around the state. Do y'all ever uh, just take a vacation, a fishing vacation? Like you, I heard, I heard Aiden say he caught a big one down there in Florida. Is that something you all do every year? Take a trip somewhere? No, we're uh, we're starting this year. Next week, we're going to leave and go to Lake Erie for for a week in the Erie. So, well, I'm totally um, I'm totally jealous of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's days now where we can take them to to bigger water, and I don't have to worry about one of them falling off or something so we're gonna we're gonna start traveling more that's fantastic yeah I, this is probably what you've always wanted isn't it johnny i mean to have to have two fishing buddies that that take every step with you it's got to be fun that's a fact it's a dream come true <laughs> now what kind of a boat do you guys have we got a falcon uh, it's a uh a uh, 215 falcon um it's got a yamaha engine on it 250 right. yamaha show how long is it? Twenty-one and a half foot. Okay, Aiden, have you driven it yet? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I figured so. Are they pretty good on the trolling motor, Johnny? They can do it just as good as me. Well, there you go. Once you've mastered the trolling motor, then that that the rest of it's pretty easy after that. So, where uh, how how much have you gotten to fish more this year? Since I know you know school was called off so early. That probably gave you all a lot more time to get on the water, didn't it? Yeah. Is that what y'all did with your time there, Johnny? Y'all just hit the lake? Yeah, we just, uh, we fished probably five days a week. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Now, I saw where you guys fished in the uh, Bass Federation's youth tournament the other day, didn't you? Yeah, Aiden did. Aiden, he, he fished in it. I got you. Aiden, how'd you do in that? Oh, we got second. We had 9.65 pounds. That's pretty rough when you got nine. You got 9.65 and you end up second. Somebody beat you. Somebody must have had a good day. Yeah, they, uh, Luke Stewart and his partner had 11, 11 and a half pounds. Ouch. That happens from time to time, though. Did you get big fish? Did I see that you got big fish? Oh, uh, no, they got big fish. Oh, okay. Well, that's kind of how it goes in West Virginia. If you catch, if you can catch a limit and one of them's a kicker, chances are pretty good you're going to be in the money and maybe win it. So Yeah. Yeah. Where's your where's your all's next tournament? Um tomorrow we're going to Burnsville to fish a USA Bassin. All right, so youth event on Burnsville then. Well it's a, it's an adult trail, uh, but it's it's called USA Bass and uh, Nate Fish in the Next Generation. So I'll take one with me, then my buddy Jim Posey will take Aiden with him. Oh, okay. And they'll, they'll compete against, you know, it's an adult trail, but they'll compete against, you know, two other adult teams. Well, that's cool. Kind of like a, a big guy, little guy thing. Well, but most of the most of the uh, partners will be grown men, so, but. Uh, it's kind of hard for me to leave one at the house, so Jim, he volunteered to take one, and I took one, so we're just competing against, uh, you know, just like an adult trail. So. That, that's that's awesome. You know, I used to fish the uh, the Federation Trail, too, and my son's, my son, I used to take him with me, because, yeah, he was about probably Isaiah's age, and uh, and we fished the entire buddy trail together, you know, and, it, and you're right, it's an, it's a tremendous bonding experience. 
Yeah, that's a fact. Anybody that's got kids and don't enjoy fishing with them, they're missing out. That's a fact. No question about it. Well, guys, I sure appreciate you taking a little time out of your fishing day to spend with me here, and uh, and good luck to you at Burnsville. It's good to talk to you guys. All right, thank you. Thank you. There they are, Aiden and Isaiah Crockett and their dad, Johnny. They are a fishing force. You can also see some pictures of those big bass that they were uh, hooking up on earlier this year. I've got pictures posted at the outdoors page of WVMatronews.com along with the story about them. Got to take a break. We'll wrap up the show in a moment. But during the Ram 4th of July sales event, your Ram dealer is rolling up their sleeves to get you a great deal on the Ram truck. You've had your sights on with the power to shop and buy at ram.com. Be back after this. Why did I want to work for CEC? You mean besides the fact that they're a leader in the industries they serve, like environmental and civil engineering, air quality and water resources, or the fact we're employee-owned so we share in CEC's success? Well, challenges get me fired up, and CEC's employees pride themselves in finding cool solutions that solve unique problems for our clients. We're always creating, using our expertise to save those clients money and meet their challenges. I've worked on sustainable landscape projects, nature centers, and with the shale, oil, and gas industries, too. Another reason I'm with CEC? I love my West Virginia home, and I'm helping build her future close to my family. Creative solutions that are building West Virginia's future and can build yours close to home. Find your next opportunity with CEC when you go to wearecec.com. CEC. Big firm capabilities, small firm culture. We are CEC.com. You're listening to Ram Trucks West Virginia Outdoors on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. As humans, we ask ourselves all kinds of questions. But what if we were forced to ask ourselves a question every day that affected the outcome of the most basic things, the most important things in our lives? The question is, what is your sexual orientation or gender identity? And the answer is the difference between keeping your job or getting fired. The answer is the difference between staying in your home or getting evicted. The answer is the difference between receiving medical treatment or not. Because in 30 states, it's legal to discriminate against people based on their answer to this question. LGBT Americans have the right to say, I do, but they don't have the same basic rights as everyone else. Get the facts at beyondido.org. Brought to you by the Gill Foundation and the Ad Council. That is the call of a ring-tailed lemur resonating through the wildlands of Madagascar. And that familiar sound is the call of an African elephant from the vast savannas of northern Kenya. These animals speak different languages, but they both have the same story to tell. Their species are in trouble, their habitats are being altered at a rapid rate, and damaged habitat means less food and less places to live. While we have reintroduced more than 40 endangered species, we cannot return them to a home that does not exist. Rescuing an animal is only half the battle. So please join San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy in our efforts to preserve and conserve the native habitats of our endangered species and ensure that the wild places are filled with the wild calls of their inhabitants for generations to come. Join us now at endextinction.org.
few minutes left to go in today's show. Revisiting a couple of the old interviews that we did, as we did a moment ago, we had one from a couple of weeks ago. Here's one from a couple of years ago when I uh, did the show from uh, Santee Cooper Country down in South Carolina. I'd been bass fishing with Captain Jimmy Hare. Captain Jimmy Hare has just completed a great day on the water with us today. We didn't, we didn't get that. We never did get that six, seven, eight pounder we wanted, but we caught some nice fish today. Yeah, you you caught a couple at uh, four pounds. That's that's a pretty good fish. Yeah, I, you you did. You, I appreciate you letting them know that I did catch those fish. <laughs> there you go. You have your, your every proof. Proof. I've got it backed up, certified. I caught those fish. Uh, what is when they are spawning down here? Is it reasonable to expect to catch one six, seven, eight pounds? I mean, how often do those come along? Well, during this time of the year, we have a lot of tournaments, and most tournaments, uh, you'll have big fish, well, you'll have several big fish that run pretty close to 10 pounds. Really? Uh, we, we get some 10s, we get some 11s occasionally. Uh, they're not real common. The state record was caught here on uh, Lake Marion, and it's, uh, I think it's 16.4, mm-hmm. which is a pretty decent fish. And, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but but we have we have uh, in my case I uh, the biggest that I've ever caught here and I caught it in Lake Marion was nine fifteen, and uh, the neat thing about it was I I waited in the backyard there and I kept shaking the scales and I told my wife when she was taking a picture of it that it was a ten pounder. She said, "No, no, it's not. It's nine fifteen. I said, well, honey, it, it, the scales could be off a little bit. She said, yeah, it could be off in the other direction, too. <laughs> it might have been an eight, an eight and a half. <laughs> that's, that's a great story. Now, how long have you been guiding and, and, and fishing these lakes? Well, like I told you a little earlier, uh, officially, I've been guiding a little better than 20 years. Uh, but prior to that, I did a lot of tournament fishing. And you know you have some someone in the back of your boat, a non-boater, and I think I was a guide in those days because it wasn't unusual for him to have a bigger stringer than me. So, <laughs> so, so you got it for a lot of years for free. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize what I was doing. That's for sure. Now, if if when folks want to come down here, uh, if you love to fish, this is definitely a place you want to go. Um, and we mentioned earlier that you have bass fishing, but you, there's also a lot of cat fishing here. That's I think that's as big a draw to this place as the bass fishing is oh you're right we, we have a huge catfish population and uh i'm not really into catfishing but it's not unusual to catch a 70 80 60 pound catfish mm-hmm. and, and several of them uh we also have I, th- I think we still have the state record for shell cracker uh, we have uh plenty of brim fishing uh the crappy fishing, I understand the last couple of years has really come back. But we've got a variety of fish. And then on the other side, something I don't do much of, but we've got some, we got five or six world-class golf courses all close by here yeah. on the lake. So there's plenty to do, a lot of nice restaurants, uh, good food, and Plenty of nice motels in the little town of Santee. I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't bring it up either. I, that we'll leave that to Fred Persinger and Tita Green on Monday night. He'll talk about the golf courses. But you're right. There are there are several down here that, I mean, they're on par with their their national golf clubs or 
uh, they're well known around the country. And my brother's a big golfer and comes down here a lot in place here. So it's, it's a draw for that as well. So you could golf a few days, you could fish a few days and it's just a fantastic place to bring your family. Well, we really enjoy it here. Normally we have good weather year round. I so noticed that that's, it's that's been threatening to rain all week, but it hasn't. <laughs> How hot does it get here in the summertime up in July? Very hot. <laughs> we have a lot of days that uh, that we're in the 90s. Yeah. We, we might even push 100 occasionally. Uh, but it's not the heat, it's the humidity. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, but, 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 you know, we have uh, we have good weather. It's, it's good. If you want to catch some sun rays, this is a good place to come get them. It, I, I can imagine that in, on a weekend in the summertime, this place is just crawling with uh, uh, pleasure craft, isn't it? We have more of the pleasure craft in the lower lake than we do the upper lake because of oh, the really? stumps and what have you. But, yeah, we have jet skiers. We have water skiers. Uh, we have a lot of uh, pleasure boats that up and down the lake. And you can actually go from right here in Utah Creek in the upper lake through the, da through the locks, through the canal, no lock, through the canal into Lake Moultrie, down through the locks, into the Cooper River and go down to the city of Charleston, spend a weekend, do whatever you want to, and come back up. It's quite a trip. Uh, we have people doing it, and there'll be a whole caravan of pontoon boats going down through the summertime. Now, you you do some guiding down that way, don't you, on the Cooper River? Yes, I guide in the old rice fields in the Cooper River for largemouth bass uh, two, three hundred years ago. We grew a lot of rice, and we don't do it anymore, so they've broken open the dams to the rice fields, and some very good largemouth come out from there. In fact, just uh, a few months back, they had a Bassmasters tournament down in Georgetown, which is about 70 or 80 miles by land from here, and the first and second place traveled 105 miles one way to get into the Cooper River, and came in first and second in the tournament. Wow, wow! So now, and you were telling me earlier today too. You do you do some red fishing because that water gets brackish down toward Charleston, doesn't it? Yeah, well, well, the salt water and the fresh water mix is a brackish water, and of course the fish kind of mingle. It's not unusual to catch a redfish, a flounder, and a largemouth bass without even moving your boat. Now that that's that's quality fishing right there. <laughs> that's quite a bag. You can turn the, the largemouth loose and eat the redfish and the flounder. There you go. Well, man, I tell you what, I have had a fantastic time. If somebody would want to get a hold of you and uh, and book you for a trip down here, how would they do that? Well, they can go to my website, Captain Jimmy's Guide Service, or just go to www.jimmyhair.com and that's jimmy j-i-m-m-i-e right yes j-i-m-m-i-e-h-a-i-r jimmyhair.com and he can uh, I, I can attest that you will enjoy yourself thoroughly and chances are pretty good you're going to catch some fish as well we it was a rough day today but you can't guarantee the fish you can only guarantee the good time that's right there he is captain jimmy Hare from santee cooper company uh, country an interview he and i did following a day of fishing on Lake Marion there in the uh, Santee Cooper area of South Carolina. Great place to go if you ever 
we ever get past this COVID-19 and you can finally go on vacation somewhere again, that uh, that's a great place to get away and do a little fishing down there in South Carolina. Well, many thanks to uh, our Natural Resources Police for their contributions to today, Captain Terry Ballard and his men, and also Lieutenant Colonel Dave Trader, who joined us earlier today. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.